It's good to find dolls. All right, so I'm here chilling like a villain, tired AF, okay? Had a terrible night, couldn't sleep. Ordered my food. The food I usually order from this one restaurant. And for the first time in years, y'all, I mean, back from the inception of this company or like this restaurant, never had problems, would go into the store on site or deliver over the years, you know, have delivery. And the one for today was just, I listen, I, when I tell you quality control way left, it didn't even, you know, usually when you order something, it's what it like when you order something, it tastes the same exact way every single time you get it. And the 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 flavor was off the way they prepared it was off the ingredients were off the even like the I had had tofu with it even that was off and I was the yeah but anyway so having it but you know what nonetheless not I, some little tiny things on the grander scale of things compared to what people are going through you know it, it's times like this where I can just kind of sit through it and just be like hey. <laughs> Having a bad day or bad things happen, but it's it's not on on the grander scheme of things. It could be worse. So, um, just here to muse a little bit. I'm pretty sure you're gonna see in the title. It's talking about like parents and responsibility. I know those conversations have been going around for a while. I know the way I got introduced to it was kind of like uh on the tail end of nurse and a purse when older men are dating women specifically because. They are um, taking advantage of, of a woman's nature to want to be loving and nurturing and caring. And so they they didn't do anything to take care of their health, don't have their finances and financial affairs in order. And then they exploit a woman's nature <clears throat> and, you know, come into a relationship talking about they want to settle down when you know, they're, they're, you know, on the verge of, of needing a nurse, literally, to take care of them, get their medication, their prescription, to help them with their high blood, co- you know, high blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, heart conditions, and all whatnot. And on the tail end of that came up the term, like, hospice care kids, where it's like, <clears throat> the father abandoned the home, didn't give a F about their children, you know, disappears off the face of the earth, doesn't doesn't even come to see them, doesn't care how they're doing in school, doesn't spend time with them, let alone doesn't even send financial support so that they can, you know, be in the things that they need to, you know, in terms of tutoring, sports, um, after school activities, um, travel, braces, medical care, housing, clothing, right? just completely disappear off the face of the earth. And a lot of it, I've talked about this before too. These men think that they're so slick. You don't think that the child is going to figure out that you're trying to avoid paying to make sure that the child is taken care of and you just think that you can show up at 18 and then ride their back, you know, and reconcile. And then knowing that you're going to be depending on them to take care of you later in life you don't think that this generation of children can't put two and two together oh no i you know it kind of 
The word of the day is disheartening, okay? It's kind of like, uh, it. what's disheartening to me is I think that there are really good examples of young people who get it. There are examples of young women who have been taught the game. There are examples of young people that are aware, you know, that their fathers abandoned them and they don't get, you know, the nature of being a child gets exploited either. You know, there are people who are successful and are strive and that type of thing. And I think in this day and age, it doesn't get celebrated enough. So all maybe and maybe it could be my content. So there have been people I have been eliminating from my content feed. Um, excuse me, you know. I would even understand if some people thought my stuff was just kind of like, we're just in the darkness for so long. And then it's not that you can't deal with some of the negative things. It's just that I, I promise you there's people, there's people out there that are figuring the game out. So, but what was interesting is one of, and I, I'm trying to say too many content creator stuff because unless it's like the newer or financial, but again, I, I you know try to keep it to a minimum so it's a content creator i was watching and they were saying like um they were exploring a scenario and i i several actually now i think about it several content creators have covered this over the span of about a week and i think my initial conversation with it was um maybe about two weeks ago is it almost three weeks ago kind of similar scenario where, where it was a young man saying you know he shouldn't have to take care of his mother in her old age because she's irresponsible with money. And y'all, it kind of sucks a little bit. But what I was going to say is that I don't think people take, you know, family planning seriously. I probably could sound a little bit harsh, but you can look at my life as a model of that. I made sure I didn't have any children because I wanted to have them one within the confines of a marriage. I could have still po- possibly ended up being a single mother, you know, or or um how do you call it? Like just being emotionally taking care of the child by myself and or like even when I talk about the the women at my church, okay? When I talk about the women of my church who were fit, friendly, submissive, feminine, phenotypically would have been considered the preference, Vanessa William types or like um, type of a thing. Um, I'm trying to think of what the other one, would, a good example of what she would look like. Uh, you know, they're, they're a cover girl, like really pretty, you know, and of course, and then of course you have the other women who weren't the the preference or was weren't as as aesthetically you know still getting the same dog you know in the church scenario where what they will do is your guard is completely down because you think that you're married and you're going to church and so you don't even see it coming out of left field that they have literally exploited the very nature of a woman will have a whole entire kid with you, children with you, have you out here contributing 50-50%, um, and the whole time you were just a starter wife, they will deliberately wait until the last child goes to college so that they don't have to pay child support, and now you're 
out of luck. Like, you know, you've been doing 50-50, so they're expecting you to be able to just take that income and just go on about your business. And then that's that's when these men will go for the Asian, the Hispanic, the white girl that they never got to to um be with. And the thing is, I don't know how many times the woman with the other woman was already in the picture and the 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 Christian wife is just trying for the sake of the kids to have a stable home. But so um but I what I was going to say is I don't think people really take family planning as seriously as I would have liked, you know, in the sense of like you having a child is almost right up there with have with with it being a luxury you know what what ever happened to making sure that you're financially established enough to make sure that you can make your car payments on time that you can make your rent on time that you can buy a house and have a mortgage you know what happened to making sure that you're in a career where you can have you know, income that will contribute to your retirement fund and make sure your ducks are in order. And I think even with learning about life insurance th- at this stage in life, it's kind of like when you find out how much of a difference that can make in your life and you can prioritize that to make sure. <clears throat> now, to me, it's kind of like there used to be excuses. I feel like if we want to keep repeating cycles over and over and over then that's on you but I'm not that type of girl right I still could pop out a kid if I wanted to right but the the life I can give them is the contrast between me having a child now and me having a child when I still remember was it you know group shelter wasn't allowed to to date used to feel some kind of way about it but now I'm I'm happy I didn't because in a roundabout way, I wouldn't say that they were trying to protect me from certain things as much as it was more for religious and, and type of thing. Kind of low-key, you know, two-parent home, but didn't really care too much about my social life because in the same stream of uh, the same lane, I wasn't allowed to have friends either. So, um, but one thing for sure, my heart, if, if Jesus had come, <laughs> I would have been ready to go to heaven. That's for sure. Um, but, um, I still remember, um, first boyfriend. So late, it was later in life. Um, and I was in college, freshman year college and college university. But, um, I really, when I think about, especially for young people, I really was enjoying life then and it's funny because when i think about how happy i am in life i could equate it to, to that beginning when i'm like getting my freedom and the pride in making my car payments and excuse me the freedom of it and the sense of response the joy that comes with the responsibility and um the sense of adventure <clears throat> and feeling like when, you know, when you're in, even though it was freshman year, you kind of feel like you get to choose what you're going to school for. So everybody asks you like, well, what are you going to school for? What are your hopes and dreams? And it's like, well, I want to be in business. I want to be an entrepreneur, blah, 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 you know. 
um, and had taken on a little bit of marketing because I liked the idea of the creative side of things. And so that felt really good to know that I'm on track for something, that I have a purpose and a mission. And um, and so I, I, I've shared this story before about how one time I was visiting my, my, my boyfriend <clears throat> and we were at a stop sign and I still remember placement and everything, how the sky looked and all that. And the, this young lady had just gotten off the bus and was crossing the, you know, crossing the street. It was her right away. And she had a, a baby in the stroller and one on, on her hip. And she was young. And he's like, I'm going to have you like that. And I was like, when I tell you, I found myself to the quick, to the, to the nearest doctor. But, you know, no one to talk to about this stuff. My friends aren't going to have that con- those types of conversations, you know, didn't have any really, you know, just coming out. Of, I wasn't allowed to have them through elementary and, and um, high school. So it wasn't like I could be like, girl, is that normal? Is that OK? What's going on here? Type of a thing. But I knew in my mind, I was like, Mm-mm. I remember thinking I was like, I didn't take it as a compliment. I took it as like, oh, my God, I'm like, it's so hard for me to. Um, at the time, I was driving a Lexus. It was a, the smaller, uh, um, the LS version. You know, leather seats, moonroof, sound system back then. Um, you know, <laughs> I still remember when I got it, we would drive at the mall and we would drive around with the music down and just summer, summer, summertime. <laughs> right? But... um. I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, I wouldn't want my child to be out in a stroller, you know, and I hate taking the buses. One of the worst forms of punishment my mom ever did for me is um, we had spent one year in Costa Rica because my mom wanted us to learn Spanish. And when we came back, um, I had just finished high school high school senior year high school did my my freshman year my real true actual freshman year in Central America so I was taking business classes um algebra um and who else knows all most of them were business I remember I was taking an accounting class algebra and so <clears throat> Um, when we came back, there was frustration and, and anxiety there because all of the kids have to get back into on track for school. And so at that point, my I had finished my first year of, of, co- of college and then the second brother had finished what would have been his senior year over there. So both of us had to matriculate into college, into, you know, a school, and we were really having a hard time, I think, just with the transition. We weren't even here for that long. So then here comes my aunt, <clears throat> which is low-key kind of funny because they, they recently fell out. And my mom was like, do not let that. My mom is a Christian lady, so allow me to be the devil and the um the sinner and the outcast. She was like, don't let the heifer up in my house. <laughs> but again, for the record, my mom is a saint. 
okay she she she's spicy but she's not you know she she did not call her my auntie and a, a heifer but i'm gonna tell you why i'm taking the liberty to call her that <clears throat> so here comes this aunt this is the aunt that um now mind you her son has been in in prison several times. I could tell you some more, even juicier details. But at that point, it would have to be pay per view because no. It like okay. So let's just say this is not someone who should be giving parental advice. Let's just put it that way. So I still remember that there's certain things in life I still remember, and I am I guess visual. So the screenshot is in my mind, and I you know how it is. It's 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 her um. It's they grew up like cousins, so of course she's venting to her like these kids ain't ish, blah 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 blah, you know. And so the aunt was like, "Well, then if I were you, I would just put them out on the street. If they haven't enrolled in in college by the by um the end of this week, put them out on the street." And now, mind you, I grew up sheltered, wasn't allowed to listen to like music, no movies, no friends, so. <clears throat> You're taking me from, it's one thing if you raised me to be independent and fend for myself, you know, and know what's out there in the real world and be like, you know what? I taught you everything, you know, you're on your own. I, I could have handled it that much, that so much better, but it's talking about, I wasn't a lot, like, I, I'm I'm not even complaining about it. I'm saying like, even when I say no sleepovers, so I literally from just coming straight home, and staying in the house, all I knew was the houses that we stayed at. I didn't know anything further of like how to get to church and how to get to school and how to get to the grocery store. But in terms of like checking account, um, driving a car, um, filling out applications, um, no concept of like what the real world is really truly quite frankly so that sent a shock through my system and I you know low-key I feel like it affected us kids but we're adults now and I I can choose to sit here on a Sunday and be like you know Saturday and be kind of like still salty about it but obviously didn't stay in the funk um and so um at that point, she was so fed up that she was supposed to take us to the local community college to get registered. But I, I honestly don't even remember what was all going on, but I knew she was frustrated. So here comes my aunt and she's like, uh, kick him out the house. Just kick him out. Like, you know, type of thing. So me and my brother had to figure out how to get to a bus stop and wait for the bus to come get us. We went, we registered at the community college. She wasn't there with us. So you have a, um, you know, I, I, and I had friends at that point, friends who had started college, um, but I didn't have their numbers. I didn't know what all, where they were type of a thing. And we didn't have that type of friendship anyways. And then my um, brother, who was just finishing senior year, weird figure so but listen at the end of the day if if we could if we grew up the way that we did and we could come from a whole other country after one year 
and figure out how to get a bus stop and matriculate ourselves into a community college, then I mm, listen. <sighs> so, um, all of that to say, like, <clears throat> I remember how hard it was. At that point, I still hadn't had my first boyfriend type of thing, but I remember how hard it was to kind of just start to figure out how to take care of myself. So why would I want to have a child? I knew I wanted children back then. I really did. I knew I wanted children. But I wanted them like the same way I talk about them now. Like I wanted my my sons and my daughters to have like, um, we, we, we got put in stuff. Like I remember my mom tried to put us in gymnastics, but when you have four kids, it's, it starts to add up. And she put us in piano. Um, she put us in sports. Um, and for the most part, we, we could like, navigate around some stuff, but I mean, because we weren't allowed to go out a lot, it kind of offset the prices. I had braces, you know, so it wasn't like full on, you know, just no neglect or anything like that. And so, but, and we were all being sent to private school too. So, um, I just remember, I didn't take it as a compliment of him saying, like, I want to have it like that. I think maybe he thought it would be a compliment and, like, that's his way of saying, like, let's have a family together or let's have children together. Um, At that point, and maybe, you know, because I remember we we had shared, like, what we were going to name our kids. And I wanted five at the time. So we went and named every single one of the five kids, yo. Like, all these babies had names and everything. But... I made sure I, I, like, I kid you not, like, within a week or two, I went online, looked up my research. I decided to stick with my um, family doctor, and I told her what I needed, and she gave me what I needed to make sure that I wasn't going to get pregnant. And I, I, I am very methodical, and people talk about, like, oh, I forgot to take it, or, you know, um, I know I always made sure I had it to where I had one in my purse, and or if it was just easier for me to take it first thing in the morning, because obviously, for the most part, I should be at my own house in the morning. And if I like, I always had it with me. I never missed a, you know, thing. But I feel like children should be like having it's right up there with having a luxury. So make sure your affairs are in order and. Especially under the if you're under the sound of my mouth, under sound of my voice, sound of my mouth, sound of my voice, it's like make sure you know. I I get that things are so turbulent, <clears throat> and so then that should make you even more cautious about having children. I don't. I I think that there's nuances, and that's why the content creator was dealing with the stuff. But I'm noticing, y'all, it is music of a divine, you know, feminine. So. Obviously, I'm going to perceive people certain ways, but I notice her style. It just, there's a reason I stopped listening, you know, a while back. Um, and and it's not, I'm going to say one time, I'm going to leave it alone. I feel like it's confrontational. Um but I feel like people who call in anyways, those are the type of people who wanted to get something off their chest anyways. To me, 
listen, I'm going to have my thoughts and I'm going to sit in, you know, wherever I am listening and just go about my day. I'm not going to call in and have somebody like, you know, proceed to drag me or anything like that. And even even if I disagree, usually they they don't like when you when you have people who disagree. Like if you disagree, don't don't call don't don't call their channel, don't call their line. Leave them alone, leave them alone. You don't agree with them. Mosey on out, click out, and go find yourself a group of people who agree. Go find you an echo chamber, you know, and then you all can share your common beliefs together. But what you're not going to do is call them up and tell them that you disagree with them. Don't do it. Don't do it. But um, <clears throat> I think that sometimes people do take advantage of like the idea that um, like, oh, well, my kids are supposed to take care of me. So you no longer continue to take responsibility for making sure that um you can offset some of the expenses for um long-term care i've talked about like even recently one of my the my fitness instructor she she's looking for a place for her mother-in-law and she does have her own house if if it were me i would sell the house um because the to to offset what they're going to need for her for her um long term care cuz it's coming in at $5000 a month right but the 5000 includes a place to stay so it would be either they hire somebody to come in and stay with her which would probably be the other 4500 or 3500 a month or they put her in a place where the housing is included that's why I was saying sell the house and then the rest of it would go towards um you know, helping to with the with the stuff that they're not able to take care of. Right. I've talked about how like even watching my my parents take care of my grand aunt, it was it's not that they don't love the person. It, the, this is this is why I really have a pe- problem with people who say like money isn't everything. Da, 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 da. Listen, money isn't everything, but it gets real, real when you have to hire a nurse to come in you know, someone to to stay with, with the person that you love. And this is the thing. This is why I feel like it is a little bit irresponsible. I want to say a lot responsible, but, you know, it is irresponsible for you to put that burden on your children because You have to understand, so now you're burning the, the candlestick on both ends, right? So, because what I was thinking about, like, the only way, and, and I, I do want to make clear, too, so my grand aunt was, she had her stuff in order, and it took us a while to figure out, like, how to get her into where and what, you know? Um, and so I talked about how in her last days, she had, she was staying in a place where, it was like just three people. Um, she had home cooked meals. We could visit when we wanted. She had her own room. Um, she would get her manicures, her pedicures. She'd get her hair done, and then she'd go to the she would go to the workout stuff. Like they have uh, senior citizen fitness, and they also have like another day you can go in and play games and have community. So she was, but the thing is, my mom tried to take care of all of that. Um, when she was in her early nineties 
And now, mind you, my mom still has, there's four kids. I was out of the house by this time. My dad works full time. So if you are a sole person trying to take care of your children, yourself, and your parent, you're supposed to be going to work in between all of this. The only reason they made it is because my dad was working and my mom was a quote unquote stay at home mom. And I really do have a problem when people say like, oh, the mom just wants to stay at home and be lazy. No, no, no. Listen, my mom would have been much better off if she had had an actual nine to five because she would have had more in her retirement fund, right? Just just in the grander scheme of things. But I say that to say she was working just as hard, if not harder, you know, because when my dad gets home, there's still stuff that they have to do around the house to get stuff done together. So there was no she's just at home, chilling, laying in bed type of a thing. No, it was like in between by the time she's taking my one of my brothers to his classes, coming back getting my my aunt set up for stuff, going to pick up the other one from the class, coming back, cooking a meal for my dad, making sure the house is clean, getting her ready for bedtime, you know, in between all the other stuff. So now not only are you talking about the emotional toll of it, you're talking about the physical, you know, I've talked about this a lot too. People don't really realize, and I'm saying this to parents, like even if you're a parent, there is still a chance for you to get your affairs in order to make sure that you can get, you know, the long look, look into living benefits, you know, long-term care, in-home care. Um, and if that means you have to tighten the belt a little bit to start covering that, um, you know, and I've seen like things up to 20,000 a month. Like I said, I think five for the area that we live in, and it's it's in one of those um I don't want to outright mention the city but it's um it, it's in a nicer area so 5000 a month you're in a nicer area and one of the ladies was like 5000 that's cheap some of the, some places they charge 10000 and I believe her because if you have a policy going up to 20000 a month you know for long term care oh yeah you know but the point is <sighs> Excuse me, pardon me. The point is, part of being a responsible adult, I feel like being an adult, you should try not to be a burden to your child. And I think that part of you being an adult is that when they say that your child will take care of you, it shouldn't have to be in finances. I feel like you are... 20 to 30 20 20 to 30 years ahead of your child so your financial finances and your affairs should be in order and that the only thing that they have to do is take care of like the the physical stuff but not the financial stuff if that kind of makes sense because now you're asking them to stay at home and or not work as much that's going to affect their finances so now not only are they taking care of your medical and the stuff that you need, and that stuff is freaking expensive. Um, one of the things that I keep trying to touch on, and then I'm gonna move on, is um, my mom. It it was hard for her to be able to lift and carry my grand aunt, right? And it's not that she didn't love her, 
you know, and how many times are we going to wait for my dad to be able to pick her up and put her into something? And then God forbid, thankfully, nothing like my mom didn't throw her back out, but it's, it's a strenuous position, right? And so if you're having to, you know, move someone over to, to clean like the bed sheets and stuff like that, or put them into the wheelchair, get them in and out of the car to take them to their appointments, um, get them to the kitchen table, take them to take a shower, you know, take them to use the restroom. It starts to become, take a physical toll on you. And also, I think people don't really understand. And I, I would prefer to be that person to have the conversation, especially like I'm saying, like, if you don't have children yet, get your ish together, look into an insurance policy that's going to make sure. And I've talked about my favorite one. It, it just makes so much sense. And in terms of Throwing in, the, they're called like riders with the living benefits for the long-term care. You'd be surprised how affordable it is. And it's like, at that point, I'd rather you spend it on that versus like on designer bags. But, you know, do you boo? But even if you're a parent, like even if you're a parent now, look into getting that policy to make sure that you're not that type of a burden on your children. And I think it is your responsibility. I And this is the thing. And... We kind of like low-key had this conversation, but, you know, my, my brothers, they, the, the, the way of the dynamics, they are a little bit more like, not, not all of them. I'm probably just talking about one in particular. His whole thing was kind of like, you know, you decided to have all these kids. And then when I ask you for something, you're telling me that we can't afford it. He's like, that's not my fault. And I was just clutching my pearls because I knew that we was all about to get a spanking, okay, and be dealt with and put on punishment because he's being reckless because that's how it is, you know. Like, I could be, you know, minding my business in my room, being a saint of God, and one of them, and now all of us going to get in trouble. That's why I don't believe in, that's why I don't believe in, making everybody get in trouble for something that one person does but anyways so but yeah you know and and that kind of sucked a little bit my parents did kind of you know we get did get in trouble or whatever but you start to realize that that whole grown age like yeah you know we wanted to have a big family but these kids is expensive as fuck right like I remember when Costco first came out my mom would go and buy the two gallons of milk and it was so funny because back then we would just go to like our local grocery store and but now mind you all of us are in sports at this time so and I used to eat just as much as my brothers you know so it's like I would literally just drink a glass of milk before I go work out and and I do think you hear old people say this but it's even funny for me to say, too, like the way that milk tastes now versus the way that it did even when I was in high school is so different. Like, yeah, it had pus back then. But even now, it's like when I walk past the um the the milk section in the grocery store, I almost want to throw up because the smell is so like rank. I haven't had actual milk now. If I say maybe like a year and sometimes I'll have it like. If somebody has it, you know, in the, in the fridge or something like that. But I don't like milk. I've always had like uh, soy milk, almond milk type of thing. 
oat milk, which I just found out is not good for my blood type. But so, and my mom would be so frustrated because it's like, we finally found this superstore. And the way they told my parents about it is like, well, you have these big grown kids you can buy in bulk. But my mom was like, it doesn't matter if we buy in bulk because by the time we, um, we buy, she would get the stuff on Friday before we're going into church for Sabbath. By the time we have cereal for church before church on Saturday, you just have you four grown kids. And then my, you know, both my parents, that's a gallon right there. And then that's supposed to last us for the whole week. And I remember my mom, I still remember her having conversations with that. But I still have to say like, Having children are, are a financial responsibility, and I don't think that it absolves you from, you know, people like to say, well, oh, I had to buy you braces. No, I'm not my parents, but I'm saying people will say like, oh, I had to buy you, you know, clothes and food and put it. Well, that's your responsibility. That's your, that's, you are the adult. You're supposed to have the foresight for those type of things and figure out how many children you can have. And if you can afford them without compromising your ability to take care of yourself, make sure that you have money for retirement, you have a roof over your head, you have things set in place for your, you know, convalescing needs, right? And I still think that just because, you know, I, I don't think that the responsibility of being the parent ever goes away. I feel like I said, like, even though the parent is, I mean, even though the child is an adult and is working, now you are asking that child to cut into their wages to take care of you for something. Y'all, I had eaten a little bit of that food. Y'all already know I'm the Belgian queen. Um, but, um, and, and, I think the days for excuses of saying, well, you know, my children are supposed to take care of me. Ah, it's real, real out here. I, I, I think it's if, if you want to do right by yourself and by your children, take that into consideration. I, what I'm, I want to make sure I'm abundantly clear too before I hang up is that I'm not saying that a child can't try to take care of their parents. I'm just saying that the same way you decide to have children, these things cost money, right? You've got to learn to be financially responsible for yourself. And I think that you're being inconsiderate if you don't take into mind that how realistic it is for your child it's still your child. You're still the adult. You're supposed to have years of experience. I feel like sometimes the way people talk about it, it's kind of like once you have a child and they become like 21, the parent becomes retarded and now like they can't think, they can't function. They see that no, you still have a 20 to 30 year advantage on this this uh, um adult. Are you both adults? You're 21 and they're like what? 52 or something like that. So 52, now you just don't think anymore. You're just stupid. You're just a dummy. You're not still working and putting aside money for retirement and making sure that you're, you know, and, and, and I would rather drop this type of a message now 
and let it run its course and let it age well because there is no reason for you to be under the sound of my mouth sound of my voice and be having children that you cannot afford like it's already expensive to have just one okay and you didn't even make plans for yourself to make sure like I really think and, and some people will say I don't know I actually don't know let me not try to pretend to know what people would say but I would say the ideal time to have a child would be once you're done with your college education or and some people can do kind of like um I say like you need to have a means of income right a means of income so some people will argue like, oh, you can go to college and and still doesn't mean you're going to get a job. My point is get get yourself into a career where you can have enough income to live the lifestyle that you want <clears throat> to get a mortgage. OK. <coughs> and at least have enough to get your insurance policy to where you can start squirreling away what you need for your long term care. Once you have that in place, then guess what? You can have the the child if you want to. Understanding that you are the parent. It is your responsibility to make sure they get the food, the clothing, the tuition, the athletics, the braces, the, the hygiene things that they need, the, you know, being able to travel a little bit or experience different things if they need to, Right therapy if they need it right um all of those things that that's part of being a responsible parent and I think sometimes people gaslight their kids into saying like well I provided for you so you should provide for me no you continue and will always remain to have a 20 to 30 year advantage on, on your children so you should be more financially savvy and continue to save for your retirement I'm not saying that the that the child should not, um, you know, like I'm not saying, oh, well, now she's older and I can't physically lift her and I can't take time off of work to come and stay at home with her, especially if you're single and you don't have a spouse. But then even then that that family unit, they're trying to grow you know, their kids, and unless the mom is a stay-at-home wife, which, which again, I always talk about how there's a, a um article I had reviewed a while back. Like, this one is like maybe six to eight months, maybe about a year ago, how stay-at-home moms become like uh, literally that example of burning the, the candlestick on both ends, on both sides, because they're taking care of his parents, her parents, and her children, right? And there's she's not doing anything for herself, but that's expected of her, right? And but I'm saying that the right thing to do is to make sure that it's so much easier if your child can know that okay, let me continue to take care of of the mortgage and other things. And my mom has her long-term care insurance taken care of. I think about, like, even for me, so I am a, um, I'm single, I don't have children, but I'm not going to become a burden on my niece, you know, um, or any of my godkids. I know that I need to have my long-term care benefits. The part that would suck is if they don't visit, 
right? If they don't, if they decide that they don't want to visit because of, and this is natural. It happens with every family. I remember when we were younger, younger, um, like I said, my grand aunt lived till 99. So usually people start passing away from an early age. And, and it's even more so now, if you notice, like with men, they can be in a convalescent home as early as 45 years old. But, um, so I remember we would visit some of her friends and they would be in convalescent homes and we were young and we hated it. We hated it because it smelled bad. And, you know, sometimes the people were just kind of acting a little bit funny, but my parents made sure we would go to visit uh, my grand aunt's friends. And sometimes we would go with the church and we would sing and, you know, we could sing and we could be heard at that time, but then you have to stay quiet and listen. And of course they enjoyed the company, you know, they enjoyed watching us squirm and running around and whatnot and enjoyed getting the visits and stuff like that. But, um, and so, but, and that's something that, you know, she will have to deal with and I will have to deal with, but, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Okay. The same way that the 21, 19, 19, I think I'm like closer to 21 year old version of myself was like, Mm-mm, I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I already like nice things. I want nice things for my children. There's no way I'm going to move from being in college, driving a Lexus, which to me, you know, y'all, I have a thing for my cars. I do. I do. Okay. But, um, and so there's no way I'm going to go from driving this to be on the bus. And, and then that's why I was talking about the whole bus situation. Like that was trauma for me too. Cause the germs too, y'all, I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. So I just remember the germs, the uncertainty, the stress and the trauma. It was either I find out how to get on the bus and go register for college or I want to be out under living under y'all. You would have been passing me under a bridge, like we'll work for food. Okay. Um, type of a thing. But somehow we figured it out. Okay. The masculine components between my brother and I figured out how to get ourselves enrolled in college today. Okay. But um, same thing now. You know, everybody went through the pandemic and kind of shocked with how like some banks collapsed and stuff like that. And so you try to navigate through the most part for through that. But it's kind of like, okay, I know that I like nice things. I know that I want to be in the comfort of my home when it's my time to be, you know, cared for. I try to take care of my health. And I really do admire looking up to women that are like in their 80s. And are still active. Um, I talk about how I drive through suburbia, white people suburbia, um, like just down the street from my house, and it's like it's that typical um, scenario, like what Chris Rock was talking about in his last comedy, which I had to watch because my hairdresser had it while I was getting my hair done. But she's like, he was talking about how you can tell you're in a rich white neighborhood because all the women are out like in their two-piece jogging suits and their hair is like in a high ponytail and like flopping and like they have their like jogging with pushing their children you know um in the middle of the day or that you go to the gym and they're all just hanging out or like you know doing um brunches and just dressed up in feminine and soft and parks are all happy the kids are playing you know type of a thing 
Um, so, but I like nice surroundings. So we, you know, all have to figure out like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, what if my niece has a family and they are not local and they don't write as much? I still have to be able to find happiness within myself. I still have to, you know, kind of like just think about how how my grand aunt was like. Make sure that my nurse can take me to the community thing and I'll be playing um Uno. Uno is my thing, y'all. Like with me and my girlfriends, every time we play Uno, um, I like to win. I talk so much trash. They get a kick out of it too. And but one of my friends, she makes me the the rings out of a dollar. And I always leave with like five or ten rings. Like she will make the rings for me for every time I win and stuff. And we get so such a kick out of it and stuff. And then <laughs> it's just fun so yeah I'll just be some old lady that you know hopefully plan ahead for life and not not be a burden on other people and we can be salty about it but if we if you can kind of push through you know like somebody says stop being so emotional okay fine fine I'll get out of my emotions okay even though I like to be in my feelings okay if you strip back all the emotions and you say well is it true or not? Do I continue to be the adult even though my child is now an adult? Or do I just become retarded and I I become helpless and I just become dead weight? Or do I continue to push through in life to make sure that I'm responsible for myself, right? Because the best way I can try to explain it is you chose to bring that child into this life. So you are not absolved of that decision right now for them they can you know they still have their path to choose but it doesn't mean that you have children with the idea of them becoming your insurance policy children are not insurance that's what I'm going to title this children are not your insurance policy that's what I'm going to put I don't know it might trigger some people but I feel like that that's this is how you end up with like you know how some parents um like we'll have a child and they will say like, oh, this one's going to be a, a basketball player, NFL player. The kid breaks their ankle freshman, sophomore year. And now what? You haven't done anything to prepare for yourself, you know, and now that child is still trying to figure themselves out through life. You're the adult. You have a 20. Let's say you're having children as early as 20 years old. You have a 20-year advantage. You will always have a 20-year advantage on that child until you until you get up into your 70s and 80s, at which point did you plan enough to take care of yourself? You are still responsible for yourself. I don't think that you get to just throw your hands up in the air. Like, I don't know if I'm just saying that because I'm a single person, but to me, the option to, to fail is is like no I have to make sure that I provide for myself. I know what lifestyle I want in the end and plan accordingly. But I feel like just because you have children doesn't mean like you're going to be my age and be like, "Oh, well, I chose to have two or three kids and you know, I'll feed them. You're supposed to feed them. Um I'll put them in sports. Well, I mean, you you plan to have them and you want them to have a well-rounded life. There's studies that show that children that play sports have a better outcome in, you know, communi- communication and community and sense of accomplishment, but I mean, 
you obviously going to want the best for your kids. And you're like, oh, well, I'll put clothes on them. You're supposed to put clothes on them, right? But what you don't really get to do is just be like, well, since I chose to have these kids, is like now I'm going to just become dead weight and just blah. Like, and I, I want to make it abundantly clear, clear too. You say you love your kids, but at the same time, like, be practical. Is your child going to be able to take time off of work to be taking you places? That's not rude or mean. You have to afford them a chance to live their life, too. And then the other part of it, too, is um, can they can, are they going to be able to be lifting you up, you know, to carry you places? That's why you get a nurse that can come in and help with that kind of stuff. And I didn't even go so much into the to the mental. It's really sad when you're watching your loved ones decline. So... It's not that, again, that you don't love them, but it's like it makes it a little bit easier if you do have a nurse to come in and can help take care of that. You still do the bonding. You still have the family activities going on around. You try to make sure that they have the best nutrients. This is the thing, too. Like, even when I think about my health now, you know, um, it is expensive for me to take supplements, right, to make sure that my joints are still going, that I have healthy cardiovascular health, my you know, recovery and and type of stuff like that and to stay healthy. And that cost continues to carry over later in life. You can't expect to just be feeding them all kinds of whatever. You still need to be able to give them like the CoQ10s and stuff for like their omegas and stuff to help them sleep, stuff, ointments for their skin, you know, home things that you need to take care of, their medication if they have high blood pressure, cholesterol, and type of stuff like that. And again, some people, it it does amuse me when they're like, oh, especially Christians, y'all. Especially Christians. Like, I remember one guy I used to work with, but we basically grew up together from church. He was maybe like, I want to say four to six years older than me. No. Yeah, he was definitely... Uh, at least six years older than me because um, he wasn't in high school when I was in high school. So yeah, he was a good, like maybe six to eight grades ahead of me. And so he was an only child and it was kind of messed up because the mom, she would pray about stuff. She would just pray about things, you know, just pray about things. And I'm like, can you take that to the bank? Can you deposit it? Can you pay what you need to? And so it wasn't, he, she just passed away in 20, 20 like two, let's say like two or three years ago. Cause one of my other friends ran into him and he did the responsible thing. God bless his soul. But I mean, it was just, he had to, um, learn to adult real quick. But guess what? He had to get a real actual job. And I'm not I'm saying this to say that her whole thing is she has her son, so her son is going to take care of her. Right? But and she would pray about things, but he got an actual job and he worked at this job that we both knew sucked ass. I hated the job. I worked there for a little bit and then moved my way on up and out. And he stayed and he worked at that job until she passed, but he was able to take care of her 
type of a thing, but she never made provisions to take care of herself. I think the conversations back then weren't as common, you know, like even when, when it comes to my grand aunt, like my parents weren't really aware of those types of conversations. I think families just go through things in their own nucleus. But one of the things about social media is now, you know, there's things like life insurance out there that you can use. I've talked about how I really do like it for so many reasons, but you can throw in the living benefits in there. You can get something for $2,000 a month in, in long-term care or three, 4,000 a month in long-term care, 20,000 in long-term care. And now you have that part covered, right? Now you can kind of heave a little bit of a sigh of a relief. So, but yeah, what was I going to tell this again? I don't know, something like along the lines of your child is not your insurance policy, but I really do want us to think more about family planning. I know that's something that I have to talk with my niece, you know, more about. And it's kind of like you have a whole life ahead of you of things that you want to accomplish and things you want to get done. And I'm not saying you can't have children, but think about the quality of life, how you grew up. Right. Because a lot of the things that my family does is so that she can have a better life than what we did. But I can guarantee you she's going to want better for her kids. And that means she can wait a little bit better. And that means that the person, whoever, if she chooses to, honestly, if she I I get it. Like when you're young, you want to be in these streets. But uh, of course, I'm going to wish that she, you know. Just left the boys alone. And thankfully, it's not high on her priority right now. So, but it's like, wait until he has his things in order. Does he have a house that he can, that your kids can play in the backyard? Um, Do both of you have your retirement stuff set up? Um, And then once that is set up, and of course, auntie's always here with the passive income stuff. And you better trust if I have any, like, of her biological, you know, like, those would be like my grandkids. Oh my God, I'm going to spoil them so freaking much. But again, as I'm closing out, I'm not expecting them to take care of me. And I think that that, that might be a distinction between single people and people who have children. Like, just try to be fair, especially like I said, if you're an adult and you have children now, just try to offset that. You are still the adult you still have a 20 to 25 year advantage on them. So you should be even more financially stable and you chose to have those kids and you should be able to pass on knowledge to them about their finances so that they can also retire and have the long-term care and in-home care um, and living benefits that they need too, right? So you educate yourself and then their policy is going to be even cheaper to get long-term care than it was for you if you're starting now. But, you know, I'm pretty sure that they are still going to love you, but it's not, I don't think it's love if you just become dead weight. It's one thing when, yeah, if your knees start to go out and you can't lift yourself or you start to go blind or dementia or Alzheimer's, but up until that point, you, it's not for you to become dead weight. You know, that's just my opinion. So, mm, you know, you prepare for the worst and hope for the best. All right, y'all, I'm thirsty. I'm going to go get something to drink. Let me see what's out here to do. I will talk to you later. Bye. Kids. All right. So um, I just wanted to do an intro before I upload the what you're about to hear. 
I think I did pretty good on explaining it. Um, but sometimes I'll do the title for last, which is what happened with this one. And I know I want to title it um, something along the lines of um, children are not insurance policies. And so I do kind of talk through life experiences um, with how my parents took care of my grand aunt type of thing. But I really like that play on words and it probably could have been shorter um, if, if if I had probably. It, there's nothing wrong with it, but you could probably get the gist of what I'm trying to say. So when I think about it, oh, I think it will be um, at one point in time. Children were the poor man's insurance policy. So before, like the elites were the ones who had access to um, how insurance policies worked and they used it to leverage and get, you know, wealth. You know, people like Warren Buffett or like Bill Gates or, um, you know, you have all these different people who've used. Uh, Walt Disney is a, is a very popular one as well. But um, even, you know, what what poor people would do is they would say, well, I'm going to have, you know, 12 kids. And then that way they can continue to run the, um, the land for me. And out of the 12 of them, they'll be able to take care of me. Right. So I'm getting a little bit of something from each of the 12 kids to sustain me. Right. Um, And so I think that subconsciously we still take that approach, especially there's like two because I I do talk about family planning. But what if the family planning is you planning to leech off of your child, you know, Um, and that's not fair to the children. Right. The same way your parents had you and, and they allowed you to. Um, or should have allowed you to become your own individual and kind of like establish yourself, It you know, having children. And, and I think one of the things I kept harping on in the, in the podcast was you're always going to have a 20 to 30 year advantage on your child. So you don't just get to a certain age and then just become like dead weight. And then, it, you know, I think that it would be nice moving forward if more people were intentional about family planning. Get yourself in order. When you have your children, make sure that you continue to, to take care of yourself and set aside for yourself. And and so if and when, you know, you do have things that where you become disabled and you have Alzheimer's or dementia or, you know, you break a hip and then now you're no longer able to take care of yourself, then yeah, you have um, a means to still have, you know, you made sure that you made the proper arrangements to have someone come in and take care of you. It's on a whole different level because the, the child, it's their kind of karma to come in and check on you and visit you and um care for you but at the same time like the way things are today you the best thing to do is be loyal to yourself in the sense of you you don't know if your child you you can raise them the best that you can 
I talk about it in the podcast um, later on where I'm like, maybe it is my perspective is a little different because I am a single woman and I have my God kids, um, but I am distant from like their child rearing ages right now. Um, I see myself more as like a fairy godmother type of role where, you know, they're doing their thing. And then when it comes to financing several things later on in life, auntie will do that. Um, my niece, I'm very involved in her life. And I was, I was talking about this whole thing. I started to think about like for myself, I was like, Hmm, would I expect her to take care of me? Um, no, um, I'm doing everything I can to be able to make sure like, I like nice things. So I, if I'm going to go out, I want to go out like my granddad. I want to be able to go to the community center and gossip with, with my girls, play Uno and even do like the Golden Girls kind of lifestyle where I want to have like this huge estate, several estates, because I already know like which um cities I want to live in and type of a thing. But I want to have like these huge estates for like me and my girlfriends. And then, I mean, it, I wouldn't even necessarily have to have my nurse drive me to the community center. I would just like, it would be me and my, I would be Dorothy, okay? But I would have like my Blanche, my Rose, my Sophia, which would be funny because if that's my mom, like y'all, oh my God. And then, um, yeah, Rose, Blanche, Sophia, um, Dorothy, of course. And so we're thinking just have, we would have like parties the way that they did and our family would come to visit the way that we did and cruises. And then at least I would have it to where it's like a, it's comfortable um, and I would have greenery and open spaces, lots of water and waterfalls, peacocks and stuff like that. And I would hope, you know, that my niece would come and visit with her and the kids if she has them. But I think that if she doesn't, I, I have to at least be pre- be prepared for that. And I know it kind of sounds like a little bit tough, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I've, uh, this is, these are one of those conversations where when I was listening to the content creator who brought it up, I didn't necessarily agree with every, her stance on everything, but, um, it would have been nice to like in real life, not call in and, and disagree with her. Cause I, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I feel like those spaces are for echo chambers. So if you agree, by all means, call in. But if you disagree, do not call in, you know, find someone who agrees with you type of thing. But if I did have a friend that was like, I could talk to like right here on the phone or something or more a little bit more real life and just flush out the details and have a different perspective, it would be cool. But for the most part, I there were some things I didn't really agree with. I think it would be nice if more parent, more children did. But I think sometimes it when you flip it. Sometimes parents can be, and I think especially black men, I think especially black men exploit that children want to, um, they, they don't, they want to, their, their parents in their lives or, you know, and, but a lot of times they will come back only when they want a kidney, you know, and someone to pick up their medication which, by the way, y'all, let me let me leave it alone. I was going to say, has anybody heard from Papa Rashoon? Because he, he missing, y'all. I know that his kids come and get him because he, he hasn't been trolloping out here. 
lately and I I'm like he ain't got no kids to come and get him out of this squalor do they know that their grandpa is out here toothless in front of his dirty door talking all this mess listen anyways let me get back to my <laughs> let me um let me let me <laughs> let me get off of here so yeah that's what you're about to hear next if you want to feel free i i know the platform has gone through some changes so they have been um anchor has moved they are now part of spotify but they did try to make it user friendly. So if you want to leave comments, I, I believe you it automatically defaults to where you can leave comments. And I would love to hear your feedback. You know, let me know what you think. If you disagree, I'm in a space where I'm like, I feel like I can handle pushback as long as you're not disrespectful. Um, but lately, the way things are, <laughs> you disrespect me, I'm going to, I am not my ancestors. I will trollop you right the fuck back. Trust and believe. And I'm petty with it. So I'll keep going and going and going. Like, just, you've been warned. All right. Which, I mean, I guess, like I said, like, I'm not really into echo chamber stuff. If you disagree, you can disagree. But don't troll me. Like, don't do that. You know, if you disagree, I'll probably read it. Share it with the community. Um, flesh out the details and see what the nuances are. But that that, you don't have to you know, be out of line and stuff. Anyways, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Um, I hope you get my, my, the gist of the talking points. If you don't agree with everything I have to say, feel free to, you know, let me know your perspective on it. And you're welcome to come back in six months to a year. I might change my perspective on some things. Um, And you're welcome to come back and see the evolution and the progression and the ascension and the transcendence. Um, And then maybe there's some things that I'm just going to stay, you know, 10 toes down on and not change my mind on. So we will see. I'm just as excited to see what that's going to look like in 12 months to a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, so on and so forth. Until the next one. Bye.